Hello and here we are with episode number 15 of the SK Twins podcast and we have a very special guest this evening, Mr. Sandro Tevzadze of Georgia. How are you doing, Sandro? Good, good. How are you? Very well, very well, Sandro. Just surviving during this uh, pandemic period. So, yeah, I <laughs> yeah. So the the first question I'm going to ask you straight away because uh, you're a combat sports athlete. You train in jiu-jitsu, You compete. You uh, train regularly. How have you been surviving during the pandemic? How's your training schedule been? Yeah, no, it's been hard for everybody. So many gyms have been struggling. They're having to close down. Professional fighters having to, yeah, people having to change their training schedules to try and make something work. It's it's really terrible. It's not been a, a, a good time, really, for the martial artists. No, absolutely, because if you're not fighting for the UFC or Bellator or Brave, what are you going to do? <laughs> you're kind of you're screwed. So, uh, Sandro, um, I just wanted to ask you, so it's obviously we know you're an MMA fighter now, uh, you said it there, but I want to know a little bit more about your roots in martial arts. I know you come from Georgia, so I just wanted you to talk to us a little bit about how you grew up in Georgia and how you got into martial arts. Okay, yep. And since then, I've been hooked uh, to jiu-jitsu and grappling has been my entire life, honestly. They're, they're, honestly, the day doesn't go by that I don't think or want to train jiu-jitsu or grappling. It's really my like addiction. And um, 
terms of MMA, I've always wanted, as I mentioned before, I've always wanted to do MMA as well. Okay. So, uh, so I, I've, unfortunately, I've only had one fight so far, which took place in 2018. Since then, it's just been real. I've been really, really unlucky with this game with a bunch of pullouts and shows getting closed and so on and so on. So, so yeah, I've been yeah. So basically, I've been training since 2016 and mostly grappling. I, 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 I'm doing all boxing and Muay Thai, of course, because you know I want to do MMA. But grappling is like my main addiction. Yeah, that's your main one. Yeah, that's your main focus. So I'm curious, what was it that made you want to switch from football to martial arts? Because I hear quite a lot. I see more and more nowadays. I see so many people coming from rugby and football. They'd rather do martial arts now, and particularly MMA. So what was it for you uh, that's so fascinating and? Uh, sort of attractive about combat sports. Very good question. Uh, to be honest, I, I've been attracted uh, to MMA since I was a kid. I've always loved it. I remember when I was a kid, I was playing uh, PlayStation games with Fedor and Encon because Fedor was our guy in Georgia. You know, Georgia borders with Russia, and in that region, Fedor was a superstar. So I've, I've always loved MMA. But when I was a kid, I don't know, every like football is such a popular sport and in, in Georgia it's very popular as well, even though we're not very good at it. Uh, it's, it's quite popular, so I played football from seven years to till I was fourteen. But then I, I, I don't know, I just I, I just didn't enjoy it anymore. And I was more and more into martial arts and and weightlifting to be honest. Because I thought weightlifting would help me a lot in martial arts before I came to London, right? Um, so, yeah, I've been um, attracted to MMA since I was a kid. And when I saw that people from Dagestan and Chechnya and our neighboring countries were having success on the world stage, I really wanted Georgians to be on that world stage as well. So that was my main motivation that, I, you know what, I want to raise the Georgian flag on the biggest show in the world. Yeah. Yeah, that, that that was my main goal, and since then, honestly, like every single competition I do in jiu-jitsu, every single fight I've I've only one, I've only had one fight, so that one fight that I had, I'm always wrapping my flag everywhere because yep. like that flag is the reason I started this journey and the reason I am still doing this. Even though I, I fell in love with this sport, my main drive is still that flag to represent that flag of Georgia. Yeah, no, that's that's really good. It's amazing to have uh, something that drives you, you know, to to do to do in your goals. So I'm I'm curious because uh, I know in these Russian countries, obviously, a lot of people know that wrestling is is a very strong sport and has a strong presence. I'm wondering, seeing Georgia, I I'm not really familiar, but I do know quite a lot of Olympic wrestlers. You get a high level. They are Georgian, yeah. So is what what form of wrestling is it? Roman Greco or freestyle? What do they do more in Georgia? wrestling, Greco-Roman wrestling and judo, I would say are equally successful uh, yeah. in terms of like world stage because we have current and former Olympic and world champions all over our teams in all three wrestling sports in freestyle, uh, Greco-Roman and judo. Yeah. But I am uh, attracted to freestyle wrestling the most. I think freestyle wrestling is the hardest sport in the world. I think it is the toughest and I think it is the best foundation for MMA. And that's what I'm beating myself up about that I didn't start 
freestyle wrestling in Georgia when I was a kid. Yeah, because in Britain you don't get any wrestling, do you? <laughs> so in Georgia it'll probably be better. Absolutely. And, and I regret I didn't. I honestly do. But yeah, in terms of like the country itself, freestyle wrestling is extremely successful. We have on the current team, we have at least three world champions right mm-hmm. now and the two Olympic champions. And the same goes to Greg Roman and Judo as well. So I'm really, really happy. Those are the sports that represent us, honestly. Okay. Those are the main sports that Georgia is good at. So yeah, that's what I was basically... Yeah, so okay, that answers my question. Cause that's basically what I was getting at is uh, are these big sports in Russia uh, sorry in Georgia so uh, I just wanted to ask you a little question have you ever heard of uh, folk wrestling or kushti that comes from Southeast Asia yes yes I have I have I have I've heard of I, I'm not I honestly can't remember the name of a of a Georgian wrestler who went and did that in you you're speaking about wrestling that takes place in India and Afghanistan those kind of wrestling that yeah yeah it, what happens in Pakistan as well yeah exactly yes. they do it on the mud yeah I honestly just can't remember the name of the wrestler but he's a very well known wrestler uh, that uh, Georgian wrestler that went and did those those uh, styles of wrestling which is very very interesting it's cool uh, because it's basically freestyle wrestling but one pin wins like there's no points oh, so one takedown wins the match so it makes it really intense and it basically everybody's really really strong with roman greco uh, so they don't even do you know what i mean they're, they just tie up yeah. and it's very difficult to get a guy down and change levels on him they're so strong because uh, literally one takedown the, the match is over so these guys usually the guys are good at kushti are really good at, at freestyle because they don't let you get a point on them. Uh, you know, so it's really interesting. So uh, the, the reason I'm saying that is because wrestling for me is a martial art slash sport that literally you get all over the world. There is roots of wrestling, all different parts. Yep, and it's it's it just goes to show you that countries like Georgia, you probably could have had guys. I know nowadays we have lots of Georgian fighters in the UFC that are actually doing really well, but you could have. If the MMA was bigger, uh, like years ago, and promoted more in Europe, you would have had so many guys from Georgia, from from Kazakhstan, and uh, sorry, uh, Dagestan, all these countries. You'd have so many fighters that are in the UFC as champions by now, because they have that solid, solid wrestling base. You know. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm. What I'm. What I'm always. What I'm always been saying that we have the best foundation in the world with wrestling. And it's very underutilized. Like our guys are very underutilized in, in, in the world of MMA. And I and I but I think there's this wave that is start has started right now. Uh, that there's the the MMA has grown tremendously in the last two and two or three years in Georgia. And I think more I think in the future you'll see more high level freestyle wrestlers, angry hormone wrestlers and maybe even judokas. Uh, transition to MMA and, and start their, uh, you know, MMA journey after they're done with, you know, their Olympics and, and their World Championships and everything. Yeah, I think, I think that will be um, a very viable pathway. Though there is an issue with um, 
promotions in, in, in Georgia. There uh-huh. are not many MMA promotions. Uh, I think M1 had one show in Georgia, but basically it's just very small local shows. Uh, but I hope, I hope, and I hope that uh, you know the more promotions will uh, start to you know operate in Georgia and more more people will turn to MMA because this is the fastest growing sport in the world. This will be the number one sport in the world, and I think we have a good chance to represent ourselves there. Oh yeah, especially because there's more leagues now that are growing and becoming yes. equal to the UFC, yes. so exactly. it just creates a lot more opportunities. Exactly. Like UFC is not the only place now where you can showcase yourself. Yep, There's exactly. So shows. Exactly. So tell me, um, tell me a little bit about the people that you train with uh, in London. So you train with Inglorious Bastards. Uh, sorry, Inglorious <laughs> Bastards. Inglorious <laughs> Bastards. Sorry. <laughs> the movie. That's where the name comes from. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. sorry uh, so yeah, you train there uh, under uh, Jude Samuel. Sorry. So can you tell me a little bit just about your training there and the, sure. uh, the people you train with? Sure. I, uh, sure. So I honestly, honestly believe that I train with the best grapplers in London. I honestly do. I think Jude is an amazing coach, but Jude is not my only coach. Ash Grimshaw, uh, he's a Bellator fighter. Oh, he's a veteran of British MMA. Veteran. Yeah, exactly. A legend in British MMA. He's my main MMA coach. And uh, uh, the Max, uh, I hope I'm gonna pronounce his name right. Brickton, Brickton. He's also a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt, and he's my jiu-jitsu coach as well. These are all from Inglorious Grapplers. But what what I do a lot is I, before pandemic, of course, I went to this open mats, London open mats, and I trained with the best black belts in the world, like Owen Flanagan, Sylvia Nastasha, and jet you and just just loads of killers. top level guys yeah yeah it's just just black belts and brown belts of the best of the best of the best in the world and honestly like when i am training with these people day in and day out even though in the beginning and even now i get my i get beat up uh, right because they are just so good at it right i'm trying to catch up to their level and i think when i train with such a high level guys then when I train with somebody who is not at that level, it, it just becomes, uh, I don't i don't want to say easy, but it just becomes so much easier to deal with them because I have experienced training with the best in the world. Yeah, you don't I feel like you're learning as much, do you? Exactly. Exactly. But then when you train, uh, when you train with others, then you realize how much you've learned from those black belts. Yeah. From training with those, those guys that are honestly legit killers and I'm so, so thankful that I'm able to train with those people and able to develop with them. Yeah. Because, yeah, I think grappling is just so important in MMA and even in just jiu-jitsu, like training with them and then competing in jiu-jitsu, it's, it's, it's like a cakewalk in competition. Absolutely. Tell me a little bit about your competition experience there in BJJ. Yeah, yeah sure. So I've competed... Um, like on, on, off top of my head, maybe like in 25 competitions in total. Wow, brilliant. And, uh, I started, my first competition was three weeks after I started jiu-jitsu. So, and I got bronze medal there. So I've never lo- left a competition without medal in my life. I've won maybe like 21 or 22 gold medals in total. Now, my main achievement is 
but let me let me say this right now i'm a blue belt so far so my main achievement is ipjjf european no key championships and blue belt i won my division there and i got gold medal in european so that so far is my main achievement in 2019 i did it so i really wanted to defend my title this year but you know as we know because of covid ipjjf wasn't really operating in europe so i'm really really hopeful i can compete in 2021 and defend my crown then but other than that i've competed maybe like in all major uk bjj competitions like london warrior cup london open i've competed in europe in like german nationals berlin open and yeah just loads of competitions i like competing i think when I compete more, that's when I'm in my base shape because then I don't really get nervous before fights or competitions. So when I'm used to it, so I think it just helps you grow as an athlete a lot. And I think it helps you mature as well. No, absolutely. And especially because you want to focus more on MMA, the jiu-jitsu competitions are a great uh, sort of tester to get for competitions, you know, like just to get the, the, the nerves going. Uh, feel those kind of uh, on the day competition kind of uh, nerves yeah and anxiety so it's very good I think that's a very smart thing that you've done to develop your grappling first and have a strong base thank you I really appreciate it so, yeah. so yeah. what about your uh, your striking do you, uh, do, do you just work your strike in the same gym or do you go somewhere else uh, well um, yeah so this Inglourious Brothers team is located was located in Urban King's gym before the lockdown and in urban kings we have amazing boxing and uh, muay thai coaches like josh palmer uh jim tessier uh those guys are like really good in like building like foundation and fundamentals uh for boxing and muay thai and I, i've been training there since 2016 alongside jiu-jitsu i've just been giving jiu-jitsu and wrestling more more of my time but I've never been like completely like neglecting my striking. I've been training my striking there as well. And now I've, I've spoken uh, with the other boxing coaches as well that I want to train with as well because um, I think uh, my striking needs to be sharpened more and I want to work on sharpening my striking as well. However, I do see myself when I become uh, you know, professional and uh, if I reach high level uh, MMA, I do see myself being more of a specialist because I just uh, enjoy grappling so much more than I enjoy striking. Like it's not even in the same on the same level. Like I, I enjoy grappling a lot more than I enjoy any any type of striking. So yeah. Okay, no, that's brilliant. You know, and it's good that you enjoy that part of it. You already have a kind of. Uh, like an MMA game, you know what I mean? You're a grappling-based kind of guy, so you can just work on your striking and just kind of gear that around the grappling base. So you want to become a professional MMA fighter? Is this your goal? You want to compete? You want to compete at the highest level? You want to go to the UFC? Well, yeah, yes. Um, the, the thing is, uh, of course, ideally, I would love that to happen, and I'm on, I'm training uh, very, very hard to reach that goal. But I'm also like realist. I know I, I, I have these long-term goals, but I also more so I focus on like short-term goals that I set for myself. And uh, right now, even though like UFC is in the distant future for me, I believe so. 
I'm, I'm right now really focused on short-term goals of mine, which is winning uh, a lot of championships on, on the regional shows. Yeah. And, uh, and fighting on the regional shows, which is competing in jiu-jitsu a lot more, which is maybe competing in boxing as well. I also have the goal of competing in wrestling. I want to win. I want to win the English Open in freestyle wrestling as well. And uh, so yeah, those are like my short-term goals: to win some on the regionals, compete more in jiu-jitsu, compete more in boxing, and compete more in wrestling. Because as of right now, I just turned 22. I'm, I'm not in a hurry at all. I, I feel like, especially in heavyweight division, 22 is very young age. And I just don't think um, I just don't want to rush it. If 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 I if I make sense, yeah, I really don't want to rush it. I wanna I wanna take a smart approach, a correct approach, and just train and develop. And when I'm ready enough, then yes, of course, I want to move to bigger leagues and, and fight on you know global shows. Okay, no, absolutely, it sounds like a good plan. So let's talk a little bit about. UFL 5 then, so let's talk about the event that should have been on January the 23rd, but because of obviously COVID-19, it got cancelled, but now we are, hopefully, we're going to have a date very soon. How has your training been going? I know you've went through a lot of hassle, but you've stayed very motivated, which is excellent. How, how has your preparations been so far uh, leading up to your title bout uh, as an amateur heavyweight? Than me, so I'm really grateful that I have the opportunity to train still with my coaches 
and with my friends and with with the highest level people that I can train with. Absolutely. You look at the glass half full instead of half empty. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's good. No, that's great. Because that's the thing. You need to just remain positive because for even for us, we've been very gutted because the whole of 2020, couldn't even put on an event. November, we got one done. Uh, it's only one event for that year. It's terrible because this is our full-time thing. This is what we want to do. So, But we, we're, just, we're just focused and we're staying uh, focused on the goal of when things do open up. And now, finally, we've got permission now from the council to do events under the rules. So we're going to basically stay very busy now during 2021 and we're going to be putting shows on extremely regularly for the MMA community in the UK because it's we really need it. <laughs> we're desperate right now. Exactly. I think you're giving a life to UK, to UK MMA, honestly. Because there, there are not many shows that are willing to risk it and do a show under current circumstances. So I honestly commend you for you know, going forward and still putting on a show under this yeah, absolutely. We can't sell tickets. However, there's always a positive. We've, we have a pay-per-view system, so we want to keep our prices really cheap. We only want to do it for uh, £3, £2.99 to keep it very cheap so everybody can watch uh, and enjoy it. You know, It's a cheap uh, fight night of really high-quality bouts showcasing UK's uh, top current talent. So it's a win-win for everybody, and that's our job, you know what I mean, to put these events on. We love doing it, and we're going to continue to do it. Um but yes, yeah, so Sandro, thank you very much for coming on today. I just wanted to ask, do you have any sponsors or anybody you want to give any shout-outs to? Uh, I, I, honestly, I want to give a shout-out to my team. I want to shout-out Inglorious Rappers and uh, Team Titan. I have a lot of friends at Team Titan who have been helping me a lot. Uh, so I just want to thank all those people for helping me uh, train for today's fight. And um, for for the future fight, sorry, and uh, and yeah, that's it. And uh, always, I just always want to say, I just want to represent my country, and I would love to use this opportunity to give a shout out to my country of Georgia as well. All right, brilliant, Sandro. Thank you very much. You heard it here first, my episode fifteen. We had Sandro. Tezvadzi on tonight and you'll see him hopefully in February sometime for UFL 5 fighting for the heavyweight amateur title thank you very much Sandro, we'll catch you later good night, bye bye